Welcome back, everybody. Yes, this is Hella Average with me, Jose. Don't act like you're not impressed. Let me tell you something, Pandeo. You pull any of your crazy shit with us, you flash a piece out on the lanes. I'll take it away from you and stick it up your ass and pull the fucking trigger till it goes click. Jesus. You said it, man. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. Whoa. What's going on, everyone? I, um... What was that? Yes. That, oh, yeah, that was the, uh... What I always wanted to call the... I kept wanting to call it Skywalker, right? Skinwalker Ranch, which still sounds like a porno flick to me or porno spot or, I don't know, Skinwalker. Now, again, yes, it is a Native term, Native American term, so not that I'm making fun of that. It's just that it is, uh, it just, you know, my mind is, just goes that way because... I'm, well, I'm a degenerate. That's just the way it is sometimes. Uh, welcome to this episode. I hope that you guys did enjoy Skinwalker Ranch. I thought it was quite fascinating, which was basically piggybacking on the episode of 113. And uh, today we're actually going to go a, a different direction. Just not, you know, not, not, not format-wise, just a different topic. I, I have quite a few topics. Again, thanks to my, my buddy, Rick who um, has continuously gave me some uh, really good topics to look at. This one I had just find, I found kind of fascinating just myself and, and I kind of decided to go look into it a little bit more. It wasn't, it wasn't crazy, but um, not as, not as I, I guess involved as I thought it was going to be, but I still think it's, it's nuts and we'll go into it in just a little bit. But uh, again, just want to say thank you guys for stopping by, taking the time to listen to my, I guess, my nonsense, uh, some of the stuff that I do where I, I talk about, you know, I'm not, I'm only doing research for maybe a day or two. I'm not going, you know, 100% diving into it because I just don't have a lot of time for that. But I do find some stuff kind of fascinating and I try to do the best I can in that short uh, amount of time. I do want to thank you guys again, though, for always being there to support me and taking the time to to listen to the podcast. Truly appreciate it, especially to uh, my 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 boys, Rick and uh, Chad McDaniel, who uh, are always there to support me uh, in every different way, not just in this facet of uh, podcasting, but on my IG, which is Jose Meza underscore creator and my YouTube channel which is Jose Mesa the Degenerate. And uh, in, that, in, in, in that YouTube channel, I still am working on, a, on an animation that I plan to put up, but I have been putting up some shorts of some videos of, of the cars that I record because I have some, I have some vlogs on there, some, some exotic car videos, just you know your, your shorts basically there. And I have some animations uh, on there that I do for a friend of mine out here, uh, Holmberg's Morning Sickness, a, a, a KUP, 98 KUPD, the rock station out here in Phoenix, Arizona, which is one of the best, actually, I've heard. Actually, one of the best shows I've heard. Not because he's my buddy of mine. I actually was a fan first before we were friends. Uh, so 
if that's anything worth what it is, then um, yeah, it's it's. I, I'm just a fan of things, and we happened to ended up becoming friends eventually, which was uh, always always cool. But, anyways, I do uh, uh you know I I do have a few different videos there, quite a few videos there. Uh, don't forget to check that out. So that's Jose Meza, um, the Degenerate, <laughs> on YouTube. So, uh, subscribe and smack that bell around if you need to. Also, you know, Jose Mays underscore creator on IG. Give me a follow if you want. I'm I've been consistently uh, posting on that, which takes a minute, man. I think I said this before, but it's amazing how long it takes to you know visit or to to post things, and I mean continuously and on a daily basis. Now I'm not doing it every day, but I'm doing it five days a week, and it does take it still takes some time. So I can understand why people have social media content managers. I'm only running right now actually two consistently, which is my YouTube and my IG. Now I do have a couple other IGs, a bodybuilding photographer, which I haven't been posting much recently. And I do have a new one that's coming out that I, I have up already, Jose Mesa Comedy, but I'm still working on content, which I've already kind of, I I, I have a list of putting together. I just haven't put it up yet, but I want to be able to have some content to to throw up pretty consistent at least a couple times a week for a little while there and see how that goes. But um, Jose Mays underscore creator is my main one. Then Jose Mays a comedy. If you guys, you know, eventually I, I will be putting stuff up on there. I'm trying to think of anything else. I am. So I do have a uh, my, web, my website, but it's Jose Meza comedy, uh, Jose Juan and Joe. Sorry, my, completely messed up. I was thinking my portfolio, Juan and Joe comedy.com. And right now that's where I run my podcast too. Uh, I will, um, I am relaunching my t-shirt line that is used to be ktshirts.net. And it's, uh, has to do with basically pop culture for the most part, mainly movies, uh, things like that. Very minimal, minimalist designs. I'm a, I, I am, I love movies. I love, I love, uh, you know, certain directors. I'm a video type of guy in photography. I love funny shit, you know, whether it's Anchorman to even Pulp Fiction to just great flicks. And I base most of my designs on movies like that, that I actually have drawn my own. It's not, it's not that I've stolen any of their artwork, I just draw my own minimalist designs and slap them on a shirt and good to go. And just a few other uh, a few other things on there. But uh, that will be coming out hopefully in the next month or so. I already actually have the domain and I already have the site. Uh, well, not the site, but um, the, the logo ready to go. And that is thanks to actually Jamie Chat GPT that I went ahead and asked if you know, what, what, what's a good name for, of course I gave it more of a detailed, but what's a good name for a shirt company that deals with pop culture, it's minimalist designs and gave me some great, great recommendations. So, um, oh yeah, I guess I could say it's, it's going to be called Flickware, And I think it just has a nice, a nice ring to it. And like I said, I already created the web, the, the logo and got my domain, so hopefully I'll be launching that here in the next month or so. You know, it's always money going out, so you want money coming in, and and that's 
that's what you always want to do first, right? <laughs> and um, and hopefully, uh, you know, it, it just it just comes out to be uh, a better sell, and I have some new designs in the work. So, you know, kind of keep an eye out for that as well. And so that will, of course, be flickware.net eventually. Um, yeah, I think that's about it right now. I know I felt felt like it went forever, but don't forget to just check me out on on, on the other socials. Uh, appreciate it, of course. Uh, so, anyways, I did want to uh, touch on a few things before we get into the podcast, like I usually do. I'll try not to go like an hour and a half this time. <laughs> I can't promise things because you know how I work. Uh, but I did want to touch on a few things. One is went to the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert. That was not this past Sunday, but the actually Mother's Day uh, Sunday was the 14th. And um, it was everything I was hoping and everything that I expected. And I would say maybe even more. The only thing that sucked for me is when we went to when we went to go get the shirts um, they didn't, ha they had, the, they, there was a couple of them that I really, really liked. And there was one that was great. That I really, I mean, I was all in because the reason I want a concert tee is because, well, you know, it's, it's going to the concert, but you want the tour, you want the tour dates there. And I wanted this one. It was excellent. However, out of all the shirts that they had, I think there was maybe like, like, regular t-shirt you know they had a lot of shirts but regular t-shirts i i would say they maybe had 15 possibly maybe more and out of all of them they had one in extra large left only which blows my fucking mind because we got there about an hour maybe an hour and a half before red hot came on so there was everything everything was scheduled to go on at 6 30 i think we got there around 7 30 so that that part, the only thing that's like, I, although I do love my shirt, don't get me wrong, but I really wanted this one that was like exactly what I was looking for. But still, I'm so glad I, I got the shirt. I'm very happy about it because, you know, the last Tool concert I went to, they didn't have it. I, you know, went there to fucking, uh, well, we, we got there, I figured, well, we'll get some shirts after the show. And as soon as the show was done, got got out and... They didn't, the, the things were fucking closed. So no shirts were on sale anymore. Ah, I was so aggravated. So we went and I got a shirt before the show started this time just to play it safe. And, and actually they were still open by the time the show was over, but the fucking line, we waited there for 30 minutes. The, the line must've been twice as long coming out of that fucking show. So thankfully it was still a good idea to get it. And plus it was, the opener was, uh, um, Oh man, Thunder, Thundercat, I believe, something like that, and the Strokes, and I, I didn't really know them, um, but uh, I didn't mind missing that. I was kind of there, of course, for Red Hot Chili Peppers, but it was fantastic. Oh, two things actually that kind of sucked. So Red Hot, I don't think went on till around eight fifty, so about ten till nine, and. It was at Glendale Arena, and I don't know if it's a Sunday thing or what the hell's going on, but they stopped selling beer at 
So what, we got fucking two songs in and beer's already stopped selling? I couldn't believe it. I, I mean, it might have it might have been a good thing because I, I, I might have spent way more money than I wanted to at $17 a beer. But it's the principle, man. It's a principality, Smokey. You know, I couldn't believe that prices... That sales for beer ceased at 9.15 p.m. I mean, I I don't know if, I don't know if, uh, if Mesa or, or, or stopped serving beer. I mean, I, you know, stopped serving beer before that. I was beginning to think, well, maybe I ended up in Utah somewhere somehow uh, over there by Skinwalker Ranch. Um, but it was, the show was absolutely fantastic. I was, it was Again, everything I, I was hoping it was going to be and more. I thought it was great. There was a couple songs I really wanted to I really wanted to hear. One of them, of course, is the one that I'm actually burned out on the most, but it's it's the nostalgic one, I guess, right? It's um it's it's probably one of the first ones I had ever had ever heard by Red Hot. And it's probably their all-time classic, I would say, which is under the bridge. And unfortunately, they did not play under the bridge, but they did play a couple fucking. Well, they played a, a lot of great ones. Uh, they played Black Summer off their new album, which I haven't listened to the entire new album. There's a couple really good songs on there. One of them is Black Summer. They played that was fantastic. They played Californication. They played By the Way. Um, they played quite a few that I mean, it was just it was just great. And I think they were on for about an hour and a half. I was thinking, man, $200 to watch for two hours. Like, that's crazy, right? An hour and a half. But that's okay. It was, it was, I'm, I'm still very happy. And a long time ago, I can't remember where I read it or maybe I saw somebody say it. Probably read it, but they say, you know, true happiness comes from experiences and not materialism, materialistic stuff, right? And the more I grow older and the more, and, 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 I've, and not that I've never known that, but I think the realization comes in even harder and even deeper that that is one of the most truest statements I think I've ever heard. And it's very true because as I actually spend more money on experiences and because there's a lot of times where I'm 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 not I'm 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 pretty cheap with money when it comes down to certain things, and I thought, well, there's a couple of times I did not buy shows or I did not buy experiences because it was too much money, and there's stuff that I buy as far as as far as um, materialistic stuff goes, but not crazy, you know, just basically on a need base and need, uh, need bases yeah uh, and then and also like investments like my photography equipment and and computer monitor computer things like that that eventually that make me money but that being said it, it is crazy how some experiences can cost a little bit of money but the the gift that you get from it is everlasting and it's forever and it really brings that moment back to where you feel so happy about it. You know, I have an amazing camera, one of the best cameras out in the market right now. And I'm very happy that I have it, but it's not like I look at it and go, oh my gosh. And it brings me this emotional 
feeling of happiness. Yes, I love it. Like I said, it's not that it's just happiness as far like it gives it, it doesn't give me as much fulfillment as an experience does like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who, who I've been wanting to watch for so many years. And it was absolutely stunning. And especially, especially when they close out with Give It Away Now. It was a fucking madhouse. It was it was lunacy. It was fantastic. It was energetic. People were just flying. It was it was fucking so great and didn't even have to, you know, I, I made sure I wasn't going to work the next day. So it just, it was perfect. And it really was great. Um, so very, very happy about going. So I just say, you know, if you guys ever think about doing something that you love, that's experience, man, that's really true happiness because you can always think back to that day, that night, that time, whatever it is. And it really brings a lot of joy. And I've been doing that even more, just even the Hawaii trip, uh, you know, vacation. Just even um, with my buddy Rick that had flown me out to to help him with with his um, ExoMod, you know, C68 carbon cars. It's just everything. It's all the experiences and the people that you meet along the way. The best thing ever. So um, always check that out. Now, the one thing I do have, I do have a gripe. And this is not just with Red Hot. I'm sh- this is basically every other, every fucking concert out there. Uh, and I, I, I knew, I knew this was happening, and I knew it, it, it's the case, and it's been for a while. But cell phones really have ruined, have ruined concerts, um, and they've ruined the experience for everyone. Whether it's a person taking video all the time or the people standing behind these people, or maybe it's a buddy of yours or a girlfriend or whatever, side by side or by your side, taking video the entire time. It's distracting and it sucks. And I don't understand why the fuck you're recording multiple songs. Fine. You want to record one song or part of a song or take some pictures. I get it. But why why are you taking video of eight you know, different, different songs in the entire video and holding the phone up. I mean, you know, that, that right there is where the experience is, is no longer there. Okay. I mean, what are you going to do? Uh, go on your phone and, and watch the, watch the sound and I mean, watch the video and watch the, the, the concert again in, what is going to be the worst possible audio you can you can imagine? I guarantee you that ninety nine percent of the time nobody's watching that, and they're going to try to share it to somebody. And be like, yeah, here it is, and I'm sure just about everybody's going to go, oh yeah, that's awesome. And then after about ten seconds, like, oh yeah, that must be cool. And you're and you're just going to walk out because like I'm not going to fucking sit there and listen to a goddamn song that you recorded amateuristically on your phone from who knows what seats, what row up you're at and think that I'm going to sit there and enjoy watching the entire song on this shitty one speaker fucking phone. Ain't it going to happen, man. Um, and it, I, I just, I just don't, I don't get the concept behind it. What are you doing with it? What are you going to do with it? You just going to sit in your room and pretend like you're in a concert again with that one speaker, I mean, 
I mean, come on. And you think like, well, I'm watching it and recording this time. No, no. Put your fucking phone away and actually enjoy the moment. Be in the moment. And as much as I've hated like to go on the comedy things, like that have you put your phone in a bag, I I I'm actually more in agreement with that now because you have to force people to to be in the moment nowadays, which is sad to say. It's sad to say that you have to force people to be in the moment because they think they're in the moment and you're not. You're not in the moment. You're looking at a screen. Yeah, oh no, I'm I'm not looking at a screen. I'm I'm looking at at the other at the at the concert going on. Well, you can't multitask. You're switch tasking and you're actually not enjoying the moment while you have your stupid phone up and people behind you, people beside you can also see it and it's just annoying as shit. Now, I'm not going to let it ruin my my experience myself, but there was there was a um a family, I think all the entire family was just a, a bunch of idiots for the most part, but the the son who's a fucking nose picker and then grabbing popcorn from the, the I mean I'm glad that they didn't see it I think it's kind of funny because he's digging you know two knuckles deep and then reaches for the popcorn and they don't even know that they don't even know as he's just grabbing it and just eating it but this 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 um this kid just had the phone up for I, I would say Half the songs of Red Hot. And the reason why it's half the songs is because it was the only songs he knew, obviously. But it was it's just like, it, I just say like, man, put your phone away. Yeah, record part of the song. Take a picture. If you really, really love the song, maybe, yeah, fine, record one. I think that's even too much. Take a couple pictures. But put the phone away and just enjoy the moment. I mean, that's what we did before. You're not going to look at it and, and relive this moment in, in its entirety like you would have if you were actually there present, right? Now, of course, as we always know, I always go on a tangent off a tangent. That is one of the tangents. I have another one coming. <laughs> but I'm just saying and... It's, it's 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 just it's just gotten out of hand and it's too bad and it's very sad to see. So uh outside of that being said, the 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 concert was fantastic and I can't wait to go see Guns N' Roses in October. It seemed like red hot chili peppers took forever to get here, but it's amazing how all of a sudden before you know it, it's May. And Four months goes by and I'm thinking, holy shit, we're almost half halfway through 2023 already. And it just seemed like 2022 just ended a couple months ago. Just fucking nuts. Um, uh, but yeah, it was great. And um, and let's see. Oh, and then went to go watch Titus actually a few days, Christopher Titus a few days later. At the, at, the, at the comedy, one of the comedy places out here. And he was absolutely fantastic. If you guys don't know who Christopher Titus is, he had a show back in the past. He's been around for a long time. He has some of the darkest stories in, in humor and jokes that I've seen in a long time in this set that he has, which I think is a special, I believe. And he just hits his, hits it out of the ballpark. I've seen him, I think, one other time. I haven't seen a lot of his stand-up, but I got to tell you, <clears throat> he really, I think, is is probably I would say it's probably got to be one of his best 
Special is one of his best sets he's had, I would think. It was absolutely superb, fantastic, dark, dark as shit. If you're a sensitive person, don't go because it's just like anything else. Don't complain. Don't bitch. Just change the fucking channel. Just don't go, right? It's the same thing. If you don't like something or you don't like someone, don't go on your social media to, to bitch and complain because nobody cares. Nobody gives a damn. Um, only the people that don't have anything else to do. So if you get responses and you do that and you're on social media, like, see, yeah, I see people are listening. See people are, people hear what I'm saying. Remember that the people that are responding and hearing what you're saying are also the people that aren't doing anything with your life. Okay. They're not doing shit. That's why the small voices have such a loud voice because the actual the go-getters and the hustlers and the people that actually got doing shit going, uh, going for, they got shit going for them, aren't sitting there focused on social media garbage. We got shit to do, people. And just remember that because if you don't like it, just don't tune in. That's it. It's that easy. But Christopher Titus was on point. He was amazing. It was fantastic. Um, and he goes extremely, extremely dark. I met him uh, for, briefly for a little bit. I created a an animation still for him, which I actually want to do an animation of on one of his bits and send it to him, possibly. But I did create a uh, a still on one of his bits. Just I, I'm not going to give anything away, but it was it's it's a, it's a great part of his bit. And I ended up seeing him after the show. He didn't do a meet and greet, but I ended up still being kind of up on stage afterwards. Met him, and he absolutely loved it. Uh, which was awesome. And um, I ended up sending it to him. So he actually gave me his personal email and I sent it to him. I had never heard anything back and that's okay. I mean, that, that's done. That's happened with more people than you imagine. Cause I, you know, I got Burt Kreischer's one time. Um, you know, I, I have, I have a few people there, but yep. Name, name dropping, but not that much because it's not like I friends with these guys, but Hey, I, it's always about hustling. It's all about, always about trying. It's always about swinging. That's what I've been doing. That's what I'm always trying to doing. Uh, that's what I'm always trying doing. That's what I'm always trying to do. And that's one big reason why I go to some of the the comedy shows is because uh, mainly networking purposes, not for the people there, not for the audiences there, but to meet the comics and to see possibly network with them in some fashion that's just how i am i'm not a pain in the ass i don't bug them i just show them a couple of things if they're interested it's fantastic just like i showed christopher titus he fucking loved it asked me to send it to him i said well i don't know if you want me to go by your phone number or text it to you and he goes hey send me your, send me send uh, email it to me and he gave me his email and it for sure was because the gmail gives you the little the little icon the little picture that shows you who it is right so and his email is, I'm kidding. Like, I'm going to fucking say that shit. And I mean, it's just only going to be like three people that got it. But still, you know, I'm going with that. Um, but, you know, hey, I got a, got a few people's numbers and emails that probably wouldn't want to be bothered. And I've never given those away. So I just don't, I hey, I would I would want the same respect. But if he's, uh, if you guys ever have a chance to check out Christopher Titus and you guys like dark, dark humor, he he's a way to go. Um, 
So anyways, yeah, uh, let's see, where are we at here? Because I'm going to try to really keep track here because I do got a lot of shit to do. Oh, man, it's already 27 minutes in. This one's actually, this 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 is actually going to be pretty short, though, this um, this episode. I, I, I was, I, I came to the realization when I was looking into it that there really isn't this, there that much on, sorry, I'm all fucking wired. I'm trying to be awake because I was I was actually really tired before I jumped on the mic with um some work and some things that I still finishing up still doing also finishing up the notes on on this episode 115 I just just having a few things I'm trying to get done um but uh yeah so um just kind of like, whoo! I had I had to put myself I had to pump myself up a little bit, and maybe I uh, I, I need to draw back a little bit. Uh, I am a little sore because I did take a week off from the gym last week, and it felt great. I try to do that every twelve to sixteen weeks, and this time I was slightly bit over. I was at five months. And it feels great. It always feels great taking time off from the gym. But I do get a little antsy because, uh, you know, I'm not, I mean, before I was playing tennis, right now I haven't really been playing a lot of tennis. And I really would like to do always something more active. But this is the first week back and tomorrow's going to be my fifth day um, at the gym since taking the, the, the break. And I am dying of soreness. And I mean bad. But it's always expected. Every time I take a week off, I know what's coming. And man, am I hurting. I'm hurting. <laughs> I'm hurting bad. But uh, that's one reason I think I had to also try to wake up. And I've been tired a little bit this week because I'm used to, used to working out pretty hard. But after a week, it's like it wears me down. It wears me out. And how how bad does that suck? I mean... Life is straight up unfair, right? Been working out for 20, what, 20 years? 20 years, yeah, pretty much 20 years. And you take one week off and you, I swear to God, you lose about five years of that in just one week. Like, it takes so long <laughs> to gain and just a second to lose. But I guess that's how it usually goes, right? It takes a long time to trust, but it takes a half a second to lose it. But sometimes it's just not fair. And the gym thing is, why is it that way? I can kind of see the trust thing, but the gym, man, it, it, you know, it, it took me quite a long time to get where I'm at. And whew, I am hurting, but I'm I'm feeling good and I'm glad that I'm back. Um, all right. So I was going to go on one more tangent because I did tell you guys one thing and I just don't want to go too crazy or too long. But I just read, I had to come across this article and I'll try to see if I can make it quick. I can't promise anything, but I was reading Google News or Yahoo, whatever, because that's kind of how I get my news. I don't watch any any type of that news garbage as far as as far as television goes. You know, um, hard, unfortunately, hard to trust the media nowadays with anything. And who knows what channel you're watching and where they're going and blah, 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 blah. And I'm not going to get into this whole political debate with myself because that's only me who's here. But anyways, 
I was, I, that's where I get my news and I can at least select what I want to read and what I don't. And I come across this article that says self checkout machines now asking for tips. Um, customer tips. Okay. I am vehemently against this and I hope everybody else is too. I think it's horseshit that you have to tip on occasions and situations like this. Now, I don't mind the tipping as far as, 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 as long as it's, you know, restaurants or, you know, people that are actually helping you, like get doing a service for you, right? I mean, they're bringing your food, they're making you drinks, um, they are your, they are your, they are your, you know, server, waiter, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I know it extends even further than that, whether it's your dealer, not your drug dealer, I guess you could tip him too, but I don't know why you wouldn't, but you know, your dealer, blackjack, there are certain, definitely certain jobs out there in the industries that require a tip because you work for that tip and, and you get paid shit a lot of times hourly, but you're, 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 you know, you're providing a service for somebody and that's the exchange, right? And as it should be that I think when, when a tip is required, it's exactly what it should be for is for you being a service provided for you and, and you're compensating that person for them doing something for you, which is quite nice. And that's just, that's the agreement that it is. Um, but when it comes down to tips where, People aren't doing anything for you. And now at this point, it's not even a person. It's just a machine asking for a tip. I mean, that is one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard of. And that shouldn't ever even be the option. That shouldn't, that, that shouldn't be the case. I, I think it's getting out of hand with this tip shit. And it has been for a while because there's a few places out there that you order your food. First of all, I think you tip when you sit down and you know the person gets the the server gets the drinks for you, gets your order for you, brings out the food, you have the food, you eat it, this and that. And then when do you tip? At the very last. Because what are you tipping on? Experience, right? Experience of uh, the restaurant, the food, the drinks, the service, everything, all the way around. And you're tipping on your experience. And how do you experience that? By, by going through the whole process. You come in, you see the hostess, you sit down, you get, you know, you order things, it comes to you, you have the food, you get done, you, you eat, drink, and then you're out and you tip because how good was it? And there's a lot of, there's a growing trend that I've noticed that's happened in the last few years that there's these restaurants that ask for a tip, but you don't even get your food yet. You go order, right? Because it's these walk-up order ones. Now you can still go sit down, but you got to get everything. I mean, you go up, you walk up, you order something off the menu, and then you can get a drink or whatever it is. They'll give you a cup because half the time you're, you're pouring your own soda anyway, or your own drink or your own tea, whatever it is. And then you sit down 
They call you. You go up and grab the fucking food of yours, right? Almost like a McDonald's in a sense, but it's actual. It's 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 a more of a of a restaurant, restaurant like a hop dotty, let's say, or something like that. And uh, and 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 you basically have minimal interaction with uh, anyone, an employee outside of the cashier who's taking your money. And possibly maybe pouring, make it pouring you a coffee or something. But you get it. It's a tip line before you even experience anything. You get up like, hey, how's it going? Bye-bye. Hey, I want the number three and I'll and and I'll take a, uh, I'll take a tea. Awesome. OK, that comes out to seventeen dollars. Yeah, because prices are out of control nowadays. It comes out to seventeen dollars. There's a tip line there for what? What's the tip line there for? And you know, and I always feel like that one, that's the only time I kind of feel like shit a little bit, but some, I'm, a lot of times I won't tip because I can't tip on something that I, I don't know about. I, I think it's completely unfair. And now I've noticed that they're asking tips in places that don't even, don't even provide you food. And this is one of them. I, and I had one, uh, not last year, I think the year before, going to this, this place called Mavericks is kind of like a... Uh, Dave and Buster's and went with a, a a buddy of mine and sure there's a machine there that I can grab a card out of but I wasn't sure because I hadn't been there for a long time so I grabbed a, I, I went up to the counter where there's people there to say hey you know we can load a card for you if you'd like if you know and this and that I'm like all right cool I give them the card and they say how much you want on there I think I put 40 bucks on there but I say ah 40 okay and then there's a tip line on there why is there a tip line on there? You know, because you're loading, you're just loading the card for me. Like, no, I so no, I didn't tip. I'll, I'll just go to the machine. I'll just stay. I just thought, okay, well, I'll just come here. Um, just you know, it's a little bit easier. There was a little bit of a line there. Why not? Why not? Well, now I understand why there was a line because nobody wants a tip. And I'm just thinking, wow, it, this is getting crazy. Um, for all this, I'm a matter of fact, the Red Hot Chili Peppers for seventeen dollars a beer, you don't. They just it's it's just it's it's a can, you know. Uh, the big tall boys. There's a fridge behind the guy, and you and I say, you know, two wow wheats, please. Grab him. He he goes to the fridge, opens it up, comes back. Here you go, forty bucks basically, right? And then there's a tip line. I I uh, I, I don't I don't get it. I, I don't get it. So this whole that already had me. That already had me fuming. But the self checkout machine tip thing is is out of control, man. And I I kind of think and and I do, I hope this doesn't happen to the people that actually deserve tips out there that actually work for tips. That I hope it doesn't happen. But I'm afraid that there might be a little bit of. I'm I'm just missing the. I'm just can't think of the word. But. It's not rebuttal. Ah, I know you guys are probably like, yeah, this is what it is. And I, I just, I'm missing it. But anyways, backlash, maybe I'll just use that, that maybe those people might not get a a tip like they, they used to, because now you're, now people are now everything and everyone is asking for tips. And at that point you're like, Hey, I've already tipped here, already tipped here, already tipped here. I'm not going to tip my normal wage here. And I'm almost, you know, I'm afraid that they might get affected and get gypped on their tips because, you know, we're already, everybody's already wants a piece of our 
the piece of the pie, right? And now you're asking for more. It's at, it's just, I'm losing my goddamn mind with this shit. And, um, and I guess companies like, like airports and bakeries, of course, coffee shops have done it for a long time. Sports stadiums. Well, there was one, uh, that have now introduced the self-serve tip option. You know, as a matter of fact, if you're going to call it self-serve tipping option, why don't you put a fucking can in there with a dollar or a few dollars? And as soon as I do my own job, I'll grab a dollar from there to tip myself because I think that's how it should work. I'm doing the work. Why don't you tip me for coming to your place, right? And and and, and 20%. You you you've lost they've lost their minds. They're they've lost their minds. So I hope that you guys are on board with that because I think it's bullshit and I don't want to go much further because like I said, I was trying to keep it short and look at that. I think I might, I think I might keep it short. Um, okay. Maybe I'm not, well, I, I'm trying to, but, uh, yeah, geez, I'm already at 40 minutes. Sorry guys. Um, but yeah, it, it, it it's gotten out of hand. It's so, so crazy. Uh, but I really did want to say that because I actually had it on my notes. The Christopher Titus, I just remembered while I was actually talking, so I typed it up on my notes. And I didn't want to forget, and especially when it's something fresh in your mind. You don't want to wait another week and then, or two weeks in this case, and then be like, oh, yeah. And then you're not as excited about it because it's not so fresh in your mind as it was before. So anyways, no tipping. No tipping unless you deserve it, unless you actually interact with somebody that's actually providing a service, a real service. I can, I can go grab my own beer and I can run my own card. I don't need you to, I don't need to tip you to, to take my money. All right. Okay. So here we go. Episode number 115. I don't know if you guys have heard of this. I had a little while back again this might not be the most in interesting one as <laughs> so i'll warn you now but um i just wanted to go a different direction for a minute just pivoted i pivot a tiny bit sorry drinking the rest of my coffee because i i i like to try to cover a, a, a variety of things on this podcast with the new format and that's what i have to try to do regardless so this one is called slap fighting. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. I'd seen it a few months back and wondered how, how the hell this is even working. Uh, but maybe I, I guess the same thing is I, I'm, I, I'm surprised people and I'm a huge UFC fan, so I have no problem with it at all. I don't have even five have problem with slap fighting, but I, I don't have a, a problem at all with with UFC, as a matter, like I said, I I love it. I think it's. It, I used to watch it re religiously, but now there's you know like five pay per views a month. I'm gonna be paying hundred bucks each time. But it's I, I love it. But I I, I don't I'm so, like I wouldn't be fighting to make a living, right? But there's people out there that do and they love it. Then that's good. I mean, nothing wrong with that. The slap fighting thing. I'm gonna say the same thing. I the only thing is is I don't know why you would want to do slap fighting it it it's the the ufc boxing and all that you're able to defend you're able to fight you're able to do you know certain moves and and uh 
and so forth, right? I mean, basically defend yourself. And slap fighting is pretty much the cop that the the complete opposite of that. My brain is moving so much faster than my mouth. Uh, and I, I just thought it was interesting. And so when I looked into it, there's actually not a ton on there, but thanks to uh, Jamie Chat GPT, it helped me quite a bit. But slap fighting is so new that Jamie Chat GPT doesn't even know half of the stuff I was asking him. Now, in his defense, I am using 3.0 version, not the 4.0 version, which I hear is the one that's up to date. So Jamie Chat GPT stopped learning back in September of 2021, 3.0. But Jamie Chat GPT 4.0 is up to date. However, I don't feel like paying. I think it's um I, I don't know if it's like month. I mean, I know it's monthly, but I can't remember. Oh, $20 a month. Yeah. And I'm not gonna pay 20 bucks a month, at least not right now. So sorry. Um, but it's, 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 it's that new, relatively that new that not even, uh, Jamie chat GPT really knew some of the things. So we still have Google search and, and that works. It's just that Jamie chat GPT just breaks down things so quickly, so easy and very comprehensible. I really do appreciate it. And he's helped me a lot on my YouTube and well, on the podcast alone. So, Hey, you ready? Jamie chat GPT. Yeah. All right. He's ready to go. I mean, he's probably not going to do much because he helped me quite a bit on this one. All right, so slap fighting. Now, if you guys want to ever look anything like this up, really just all you got to do is look up slap fighting. And as a matter of fact, I, I, I believe Dana White's still behind part of it called, uh, I think it's one of the circuits is power slap. I don't know if he's like sold it or not. I mean, it's pretty, it's really, really new. I guess it was on TBS for, I don't know how many episodes. It was kind of a, a I guess a series. I, and I'm not sure for how long it ran or anything like that, but he is one of the brains behind it. And, uh, and, and a couple other people. And I think there's a couple other divisions uh, or circuits, however you want to call them. But uh, he is one of them, and slap fighting is is I don't even want to say barbaric so much as it is like wow I can't believe people actually do shit like this. So what is slap fighting? Well, this is what I actually asked uh, Jamie Chat GPT. What is slap fighting? So they knew that he knew this much. Um, slap fighting is a one-on-one -on -one competition in which opponents strike each other in the face until someone submits or is knocked out. Okay, yes, you could say, well, that's kind of like UFC, right? Of course. However, in this one is you stand one-on-one -on -one facing each other, almost like a table about the size of a arm wrestling table, and you don't do anything. As a matter of fact, it's illegal to do anything, whether it's flinching, whether it's ducking, trying to defend yourself. You have to sit there, or you sorry, you have to stand there and, and um, have somebody 
slap the living shit out of you as hard as they can while um, and, and try not to get knocked out without defending yourself at all. I was going to actually read the rules in the end, but how about I read the rules now? Because that way we can kind of get started on that foot because what is slap fighting? Well, I might as well go over the rules first. It's also known as slap contests or slap battles. Okay, so here's the rules and maybe hopefully I'm not jumping too far ahead, but the rules are all strikes are delivered with an open palm to the opponent's cheek. Each bout is three rounds with one slap per fighter per round. Now, I've seen some, actually, of the research that I've done, there's also 10 rounds, and I believe there might even be 12 rounds. So I think it just depends on what circuit, maybe professional level, and a couple other variables in there. But I know there's definitely more than three rounds, I'll tell you that, because I watched a couple videos, and three rounds doesn't last 55 minutes, okay? And I'll go into that in a little bit to preview that I'll put up a name out there that you'll realize and look him up, please do. When I when I get to it, it's one of the craziest things you've seen in a while. So winners are determined. And again, this these are rules. These are just basic rules off what I got. I think power club or what is power slap? What the hell did I say that Dana White has is actually um it is actually probably has you know its own rules type of deal um in, in a sense i guess so um winners are determined in three ways knockout a tko of a tko a tko if a fighter cannot continue after the 30 second time limit between slaps now actually see again a different maybe a different league I, that's what i was trying to maybe a different league that's what i was trying to say uh, power slap um, is actually 60 seconds in between the the slaps for as far as recovery goes. And maybe as I go through the notes, uh, that's maybe where there'll be maybe some contradictions where I go, oh, yeah, there we go. But anyways, it's a 60-second it's a time limit in most cases between slaps, okay? Uh, judges can order extra time if they believe there's a tie. And... A slapper's feet must be parallel to each other, no further than shoulder width apart, and must remain stationary during and after the slap. I've seen a little bit of movement, I think, before. And fighters cannot tuck their chins, lean back, or otherwise block or avoid the slaps. That's just some of the rules. Not all of them, but those are your basic rules for the most part. So... That's why I find it bizarre because you're not even able to protect yourself in any way. You're just basically fixing to get knocked out because when I'm telling you when they slap, they're not like just, you know, using just their shoulders. I mean, they're they're having a little bit of a um a little twist at the at the at the waistline and just smack you and smack you hard. Uh it's supposed to not be in the throat or in the head. Only in the cheek because, you know, we want to be safe here and all. Right, folks? All right. So um, the slap fighting, this is kind of funny, but slap fighting, also known as slap slapping contests or slap battles, is a form of physical competition where participants engage in a strike striking exchange by slapping each other. It is a nonviolent sport or game 
that focuses on delivering powerful slaps to the opponent's face or body. Face. Slap fighting is typically conducted within agreed upon rules and guidelines to ensure safety. I mean, of course, you have to have safety. The object of slap fighting is to either deliver a more forceful slap than the opponent or to outlast them in terms of endurance. Nonviolent, remember? Um, competitors take turns. Sorry, I lost my, my place. Um, competitors take turns slapping each other, alternating between offense and defense. I would just say offense. <laughs> The slaps are usually delivered with an open hand, I would hope so, and the force of the strike can vary depending on the agreed upon rules or the specific event. Slap fighting has gained popularity in recent years, particularly through viral videos on the internet. There are organized slap fighting events and competitions in various countries with the participants showing their strength, technique, and endurance. While it may seem unusual to some, slap fighting has become a recognized sport in certain circles and has even attracted dedicated athletes and spectators. Yes. So on that note, which again, <laughs> I did ask ChatGPT, oh sorry, Jamie ChatGPT, my question to Jamie ChatGPT after that was, how is it nonviolent if you're literally hitting somebody and sometimes they get knocked out? That's exactly what I said. So, Jamie ChatGPT responded to me as, first of all, I apologize for any confusion caused. Jamie ChatGPT, thank you for apologizing. First of all, respect. He goes on to say, while slap fighting may be categorized as a nonviolent sport in some context, it is important to note that it will that it still involves physical contact and carries inherent risks. The term nonviolent is used relative to more aggressive forms of combat or fighting, such as boxing or mixed martial arts, where the intent is to cause harm or injury. Isn't the intent to cause harm or injury in the slap fighting too? The, 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 the difference is. And one, you're able to defend yourself, and the other one, you're not. You just sit there, you got to take a slap like a bitch. Not good. Not good, man. In slap fighting comp competitions, there are often rules, and this is still Jamie ChatGPT saying, in slap fighting competitions, there are often rules and guidelines in place to promote safety and minimize the risk of serious harm. Well, in that case, it's all supervised, as, as uh, Kramer says, and it's good to go, right? These rules may include restrictions on striking areas, such as avoiding hits to the throats or eyes and regulating the amount of force used. I didn't see any regulation, just so you guys know. However, despite these precautions, there is still a possibility of injuries, including knockouts, bruising, or facial trauma, depending on the force and technique employed. Yeah. I mean, what kind of... Why wouldn't you want to play a non-violent sport like that, right? I mean, non-violent all the way. It is essential for participants and organizers of slap fighting events to prioritize safety and ensure that appropriate measures are in place to protect the well-being of the competitors. It is also important for the individuals considering participation to understand the risks involved and make informed decisions. Of course, of course. I mean, it's a good thing they're taking so many precautions on this. Just so you guys know, I'm going to be over once again. Ah, shit, man. I need to get better at this. I really do apologize. I know you guys... Have a lot, uh, you know, 
have make time to listen to this. And I thought I actually thought I'd be in in 15 minutes and I, I doubled that And the slap fighting was going to actually take. I thought I was going to be under an hour this time. Um, my rants tend to go off a little bit. So um, you're probably like, yeah, shit, just tell me when the podcast starts next time, which I wish I could, but I can't because maybe I can do it in the notes. Um, so anyways, when did slap fighting start? Well, the origins of slap fighting are difficult, I guess, to pinpoint precisely is what it says. I Is this chat GPT? Um, Jamie, ChatGPT. No, this is actually from Google search. But Jamie ChatGPT is always on point when when he knows, right? Is uh, a form of competition has likely existed in various cultures throughout history. However, the modern iteration of slap fighting as a sport organi- or organized event gained popularity in the late 2000s and early 2010s, which I actually hadn't heard, but again, probably not from this country, right? The rise of social media platforms played a significant role in popularizing slap fighting. Videos of slap battles began circulating online, garnering attention and attracting participants and spectators. These viral videos often showcased individuals engaging in informal slap fights, testing the endurance and ability to withstand powerful slaps. I could see that that would definitely be something that people start tuning into. As slap fighting gained attraction on the internet, organized events and competitions started to emerge, providing a more structured and regulated platform for participants. This event established rules, safety guidelines, and professional standards to ensure the well, uh, well-being of the competitors and promote the growth of the sport, as probably every other sport started. It's just some of them, I think most of them, yeah. There is defense here. I don't see much defense because your face is defense. That's what that's what that is. Your face is defense on this. While the roots of slapping as a form of competition can be traced back further in history, the modern phenomenon of slap fighting as a recognized sport and organized activity is attributed again to the late 2000s, 2010s. But I think it was actually more when now the pandemic had more occurred. All right, so the key background to this is what I kind of wanted to go into as well. Because as it says that it actually, slap fighting actually reportedly began in Russia, um, which makes sense now, okay, right? Because Russians are some tough-ass motherfuckers. (laughs) And it makes sense. I'm surprised that they were using hands and not, not like hammers or something, you know? I mean, those are probably some of the toughest guys out there amongst your, you know, your Vikings basically up there in Iceland and Greenland and just about everybody except for the French. Oh, wait, did I say that out loud? Um, so typically involves two two opponents slapping each other across the face with an open palm. And then usually until one is unable to continue because that's usually there's got to be some type of of clear cut winner. and. I'd say that would that would do it. All right, so it goes on to say as slap, slap fighting gained popularity during the pandemic when videos of the event, including competitions like the male slapping championships. Yeah. Again, my mind, my brain. Maybe there's some slip settings championships at Skinwalker Ranch, huh? Woo. Woo. Starting racking up millions of views 
Uh, American slap fighting leagues have been around since at least 2017. The same year the Washington Post reports White was inspired to televise the event, which at this point is the power slap, but we were saying. So in a power slap match, opponents are scored. Maybe this one's a little bit different. Here's maybe a couple more uh, detailed rules. And maybe I'm just lying. <laughs> opponents are scored based on the amount of damage they inflict and how well they absorb slaps. Hey, but it's not violent and it's supervised. So we're good. Everything's all right still. Each match is broken into up to 10. That's weird. Each match is broken into up to 10 rounds. Well, well, there we go. Like I said that last time. Well, it's going to sound like Jay Leno there. Uh, with competitors delivering and receiving one slap per round. I would hope so. If the person getting slapped, they call the defender, which I completely disagree with. Can't recover from the hit within 60 seconds. There it is. They lose the match. The defenders, I would just say the slappy. Let's say it that way, right? Maybe the slappy also, also gets penalized for flinching, <laughs> which includes ducking their head, raising their shoulder, or turning their body to protect their face. The person slapping, or as they call the striker, more fitting, more much more fitting, must have both feet on the ground before slapping the slappy, what they call the defender, but from here on out, I'm going to call the slappy, with the heel of their hand, palm, and fingers hitting at the same time. They are allowed to what they call wind up, and there is a little bit of a wind up, or practice the, tra the trajectory of their swing up to two times as long as they tell the referee and the defender, how practice swings they plan, how many practice swings they plan to take. I've seen practice swings of like five or six, almost like it's golfing. Hey, you know what? You better do it so you can actually get a good fucking hit. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to take a divot out of uh, out of that swing. Strikers are penalized for lifting their feet, slapping or winding up inappropriately and hitting the defender's eyes, ears, mouth, and temple. Yes. Yes, yes, indeed. So there is what is slap fighting and some of the rules and some of the more strict rules and some of the leagues that are involved. And I still think it's it's fucking nuts. No question. No question. But um, I think, uh, you know, I think it's pretty, pretty interesting regardless and kind of insane. I, again, you're waiting to get slapped hard, very hard, where it has knocked people out. And we'll get into a couple of these more or less. One actually, and this is actually the slap fighting. This is actually the, the name or the video that made it more relevant to me. And I was just like, what the hell is going on here? And, and it was by the name. And now I'm going to completely botch this pronunciation. But it's something like Simeon Cosma or something like that. Uh, I believe he might be Romanian. Um, I believe. Let me see. I would have asked Jimmy ChatGPT, but this is one of the people he does not know. Unfortunately, it is too new. Uh, but I don't see. Yeah, I don't see what country he's from. So, okay, anyways, uh, 
Um, but what and 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 you want to look at it. This is I said. This is the one I said I was going to spell out his name, and you guys got to look at this video. There's a few out there, but as soon as you see and you have images, you'll see his face is completely, completely distorted. And oh, excuse me, I'm not gonna like. I really don't want to say who won in this fight because. It's it's just crazy. And do you call it a fight? The slap fest? It's it's completely insanity. So it was social media users were left in disbelief when a clip from the what they call the RXF slap fighting championships in Romania went wild. Competitor, this one says Sorian, Sorin, but I think it's Simoyan. 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 Um Hold on, let me. I can't ask Jamie Chat GPT. Damn it, not three anyway. Okay, it's sorry and Cosma, not Simeon, but I'm still gonna be butchering the pronunciation. But uh, that when I came when I put that in, that's when the images came up. Sorian, S O R I A N. That's his first name, I think. And the last name is C-O-S-M-A, Sorian Cosma. Type that into your browser and you'll be wondering what the hell's going on. So competitor Sorian Cosma was whacked with a devastating blow by Alexandru G. I'm going to say because I have no idea what that pronunciation is. Most of these are not here in America or maybe Americans, at least maybe there are, but not the ones that I have been reading about. Um, but he remained on his feet. He instantly started tapping the top of his head, telling officials a hit from his rival had missed his mark. And it's against the rules to hit the temple, orbit, nose, ear, or lar larynx. Well, by the look of this guy's face and head and the swelling going on, it'd be hard to tell what part of what part is where. Where's the temple? Where's it end? Because it was just like this watermelon side of his face. It's 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 crazy. Um, okay, so he goes on to say, but all that was noticeable in the 30-second clip <laughs> was the horrific disfigurement of Cosmo's face had undergone. The entire left side of his face was left a swollen and bloody, and it was bloody, not just the mouth, the cheek mess as the barbaric nature of the sport was laid bare for all to see. Now, again, it is, yeah, I guess you could kind of say it's barbaric, but hey, it's your thing. It's your body. That's the way it goes. I mean, if they want to slap the shit at each other and knock each other out, eh, have at it. The clip garnered close to 10 million views with social media, media users blowing up and calling for the sport to be axed. <laughs> of course, go figure. <laughs> His face is back to normal for the most part, I guess. You can find him on TikTok because that's the only place that he actually found that you can find him. And if you Google him, you'll be able to see it. Um, but there isn't like exactly there isn't too much about him yet. And uh, and who knows if that'll change or not. But if you check him out, it's quite fascinating how. How. Brutal, and when they say disfigured face, it's not that's not an exaggeration. It seriously is fucking nasty, nasty. And you just you guys have to just just check it out. It's it's 
it's out of control. <laughs> but it's, I don't know. It got me watching it a few things. And I still find I still, I mean, I still find it fascinating, but pretty, pretty crazy stuff. Uh and uh and yeah, and it's been going on for a while, and there's been some crazy injuries to understand. Matter of fact, I'm gonna talk about the next guy who Jamie Chat GPT still didn't know. A gentleman or a man by the name of Artur Arthur Wallace Walzak. Man. I know Spanish. I know English. That's bilingual. I don't know any other ones. So Arthur is R-A-R-T-U-R. <laughs> so I forget uh, where he's actually from. Oh, he's Polish. He's 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 Polish or 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 yeah. Okay, so Arthur, Arthur. It feels like I'm Arthur. I'm just gonna say Arthur, but it's not Artur. 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 Let's go with our tour. I know it's completely wrong. Um, was 46 year old, 46 years old. He came from Niziano, whatever that is. For many years, he successfully actually com competed in strongman competition. So that's why I was kind of surprised that Jamie ChatGPT didn't know any about anything about this person. As a matter of fact, when I when I asked Jamie ChatGPT. Uh, he said, as of my knowledge, cut off in September 2021, because he loves saying that. I couldn't find any notable information or references to an individual named Art Artur uh, Wallace. Is, is, it's possible that he may be a private individual or someone who has not gained significant public recognition or prominence in a widely accessible sources up until that time. But it's kind of weird because I did read a little bit about him, and there's not a lot about him on Google research either on Google search either. But I did find more than Jamie ChatGPT could find. And yeah, competed in strongman competitions. And it says for many years. He also then, and he, he was big motherfucker too. Then he tried his hand at martial arts. Uh, he had several MMA fights behind him, I guess. And recently he had participated in the slap fighting competition. And this was in October 2021. So what, year and a half ago. Um, he was knocked out in October 2021 and, and uh, ended up in a medically induced coma. Uh, sadly enough, sadly, he, he died in, uh, in, in November 2021 at the age of 46. Now, you're looking at this guy, you'd never think that a slap, and these slaps are hard. Don't get me wrong. They're nasty. But the size of this cat, you'd been like, fuck, man, this guy can get hit by a by a bus and still fucking survive. Matter of fact, the, the bus would probably take the majority of the damage. Uh, and unfortunately, no, he um, he passed away at the age of 46, what they call due to a traumatic brain injury. Now, the guy that he got slapped by, uh, who was a 46-year-old David Zales, and his pronunciation of his name is, I got him right here, hold on, hold on, is... Zalish. I don't know the rest of that name, but that's his first name. <laughs> that last name is Zalish. David Zale Zalish um, was no slouchy. He's, he's a big fucking boy. He's a big boy. Uh, the former strong man, evidently, uh, and he looks like it took a powerful blow. Oh, sorry. So, um, uh, sorry. They were talking about, about our tour. The former strong man took a powerful blow after which he fell to the ground. 
First, rescuers took care of him. Later, an ambulance took him to the hospital. The athlete's condition was described as critical. He was put into a pharmacological coma and in mid-December, an attempt was made to, to wake him up, but without success, and he died on October 26th. Um, the cause of death was multi-organ failure resulting from irreversible damage to the central nervous system. So one person has passed since there's been one death um, since the side fighting thing. And there's been deaths in boxing, as we know, not often, but it happens. And sadly enough, he was uh, the first one and, and so far the only one to, to have gone through this. So I will, the only one that has passed away from, from this. But that goes to show you, hey, you should never really sit there and have somebody just slap the shit out of you. Slap the living shit out of you, right? I mean, yeah, they chalk up, <laughs> but it's this whole thing of wearing gloves and boxing and wearing gloves in the UFC, right? It's it's not it's not to protect the person's face. It's to protect your knuckles and your hands. That's what it's for, okay? So, yes, one death has occurred, and I think that's already one too many, right? But again, I, I, I'm I'm not against the sport like they want to have at it go for it you know i mean i'm never gonna do it right but i mean i'll watch it it's not not something i'm gonna be doing by any means again that's the whole thing is like hey do i want to watch it yeah if you if i don't guess what i don't watch it it's easy as that problem solved for me uh and but i'm sure that there's more things that have caused other people's you know injuries and um and one of them is actually by by a, a woman by the name of courtney olson who is uh, now a retired uh, slap fighter. And um, Courtney, I have her in right here. Come on in, Courtney. I'm kidding. I don't. I, I, I don't. <laughs> but um, I, 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 I had a little article about her. And yeah, and she retired. She, she retired and has suffered some fucking injuries. So like I said, just because there has been one death doesn't mean that there hasn't been damage all across the board, right? And how can there not be damage? You know, when you're when you get knocked out, it means that your brain, because it's floating inside your skull, hits the side of your skull and basically blacks out for a second. It's it's a short circuit in a sense. How can that not be good? Like, of course, that's not good for your brain. How could that be good at all? It's fucking crazy, right? I mean. But again, that's them, right? I I just know that I wouldn't do it for that purpose. Like, nah, I'm good. I like to. I like. I like where my brain and my my spine are intact. It actually feels great, and and I and I enjoy every bit of that. So Courtney Olson, um, she competed against this. I guess this other girl by the name of Sheena Bathory in an exhibition for contestants of the now canceled TBS show Power Slap. So evidently, they didn't get to the second season. Which remember, UFC went through a lot of this same shit, which I was kind of like, I don't know. That's why I don't know if he's sold it or not. But remember, I, I, I um, it was called human cockfighting at one point, um, which is, I think was Senator McCain. I'm not 100% sure, I'm, I, but I think that's who it was. And now people can't fucking get enough and everybody wants a piece of it. Every network wants a piece of it. Before, nobody wanted to touch it. They were all afraid of it. So... Maybe TBS did the right move. 
or maybe they're um, maybe they missed a a cash cow. Um, all right, so she goes on. So goes on to say is in the hard to watch clip. Actually, it's right there. Olsen is slapped and falls, and her and her eyes visibly rolling back as a crowd gasps. Let's just check this out real quick. I'm gonna see if um, I don't know how long it is. Let's see. Okay, it's three minutes and forty three seconds. But we're gonna go back. We're gonna go. We're, we're not gonna go back. We're gonna go forward. Okay, so it's two minutes and forty three seconds. Just a minute, so bear with me. I know I'll put the volume up here. I don't know if you guys can hear it, but maybe you can. Hopefully, let's see. Here we go. Mad ass, like you can tell it stunted her. And I was like, uh oh, here it comes. I believe that this was the biggest opportunity in my life I ever get. So I didn't want to take a, even a little mistake. I was bringing everything, all my experience in the last um, 20 years I ever had. I think I did a somersault or something. My hair's still standing though, so that's good. Sheena, Hungarian Hurricane Bathory. Sheena Bathory is an absolute beast. That knockout is one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen. We aren't having female fighters in this first power slap competition, but Darius was so impressed by Sheena that he's going to have her come on board as his assistant coach for the season. And I love that idea. All right, so that was it. I was trying to see the regular slap if it came. Like, maybe I missed it. Oh, yeah, here it is. Here it is. All right. So I went to the part where she had already won and where she had already won. And so they went, uh, they were doing the slow motion and stuff like that. And that's why you heard them talking about that part. But here is um, the slap. Now, right now, uh, Courtney is standing again by the, in, in, you know, in front of this little table with holding a towel behind her back with both hands therefore you know she can't flinch and maybe that's one of the things they do on this thing but let's see if we can get some volume on this bad boy and your feet square please two right hand i'm not even up here yeah. <laughs> Fight's over. Get her, get her, get her, get her, get her. Okay. Oh, baby girl. I was good. Fight's over. I gave her a good solid crack. Nice to see she was mad. Like, you can tell it stunted her. Uh, I was like, uh oh, here it comes. Okay, so we saw that. We kind of heard that part. But slapped slapped her. Basically, 
knocked her out. She went back. Now they do have people there to hold you from falling all all the way back. I, I've seen a couple that are a little slow on their feet and kind of missed, but they were able to grab her and hold her as she stood up as any concussion and things like that happen. She basically got up and she was kind of walking forward and then fell forward and basically somersaulted forward, landing by her opponent on the other side. And she got up again and was completely wobbly, going even further past her opponent when they're finally like, hey, grab her, grab her, grab her. Um, It was rough, man. She... She got knocked out and um, it was brutal. <laughs> so uh, Courtney Olson, that is K-O-R-T-N-E-Y. Olson is O-L-S-O-N. Uh, if you guys want to check that out, woo, that is rough. Um, but anyways, she goes on to say, after I regained consciousness, I stood back up to get the table to get to the table and reset, but lost consciousness again and wound up doing a forward roll, which is basically the somersault. Or, uh, yeah. Um, she goes on, I don't have any recollection recollection of doing a forward roll. And she did. I mean, she landed right on her fucking head and like, almost like a dolphin dive, if you guys know what that is. So, um, after the match... Olsen said she was left with a golf ball-sized lump under her jawline. That doesn't sound good. Making it hard for her to swallow for a week. She also said she was once concerned about lapses. Oh, wait. Uh, she also said she was concerned about lapses in memory after the match. Yeah, because that's what a concussion does. Uh, Olson told us uh, she has been getting medical tested to try to determine the cause of her memory issues and is getting urine, saliva, and stool tests to rule out issues like mold sensitivity or Lyme disease. Well, if she had any of those, it got slapped right the hell out of her and introduced to a concussion. And that's what's going on now. So, boom, memory solved. She said that she's never been knocked out before, even though she competes in martial arts. Because there you can defend yourself. That's probably why. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm no professional fighter, but that, that would be my guess. She says, I've legitimately struggled with memory loss throughout the remainder of the year until this day, but can't pin that down directly to getting knocked out, she says. But the unknown of how much of that played a part in my memory is enough concern to speak out about it growing. And she was all aboard, all on board for this. And now she says, after my personal experience, I'm glad to see it get canceled, at least on TBS. She goes on to say, Dana White is an incredibly smart businessman, hence why I thought it'd be safe enough to participate. It wasn't until I saw my footage, seeing exactly where I got slapped on the neck and how it was delivered, along with every other knockout that I truly realized how dangerous and intelligent the whole thing is. Well, first of all, I would think is the slapping with that defending yourself and the win is to um, have somebody not unable to continue or just to basically get knocked the fuck out is one thing where I go, well, that's probably a little dangerous, right? I mean, that's, I don't know, that's my take on it. Um a businessman. Yeah, incredibly smart businessman, no question. 
Thought it'd be safe enough to participate. Businessman in safety, I could I say might go hand in hand to a point, but at the same time, when you're starting something new, I'm sure football, when they wore the leather helmets, wasn't fully thought out as well. Uh, as long as 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 well as everything else, even the UFC when it first started, everything was legal. I mean, you know, businessman, smart businessman or woman does not mean that safety is also an expertise. I would think, right? All right. So it was it was interesting to 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 read about that. And let's let's look at this. I'm almost actually done. So I, I think my rants actually went on longer than my my podcast itself, but um, still. I, I did have a lot to say this time. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm going to try. I know. I don't know if you guys, you guys probably don't like, if you guys like it, that's great. I'm trying not to, because I know that you probably be like, gosh, oh, shit, this guy's just talking out his ass and just, you know, venting or going off on tangents and so forth before he finally gets to the episode. I was even thinking when I was doing this, like, maybe I should do the episode first. Maybe I should cut it and put the episode first anyway. Right. But I don't know. Um, I've always said, you know, the emails are in there, so you guys can always email me if you want inside the the app. That well, the the description of the episode, I make sure I put it in there. I mean, if you guys let me know if if it does bother you, I'll try to keep it shorter, or maybe I just won't give a shit. I don't know. We'll see how we'll see how this works out. But um, but I'm kidding. Um, I really do like very interested in doing the podcast and and this stuff like that. And I just you know I know that you guys. I always say time is the most valuable essence of all that cannot be cannot be replaced, cannot be banked, cannot be withdrawn and 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 invested. I mean, it can be invested, but uh, I guess in a way of you'll never get it back, right? And um, and so I, I I do take that in, in serious in consideration. So. Um, you know, hopefully everything still is, is, is good for you guys. Uh, I just definitely had to talk about the, the, the red hot chili peppers. I mean, I had to, um, <laughs> so anyways, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty crazy how this goes. And then, um, I did look up really quick. The, the guy by the name of, I think David Zell's, um, Zalish, who's the one that uh, delivered the blow to our tour that unfortunately, um, he passed away from, and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he feels like shit. I, I would imagine anybody would, even in any type of professional setting, regardless, you are responsible in a sense for killing someone. Right. And I mean, that can't feel good no matter, no matter if it is an accident like this or whatever, but you know, he's, he keeps doing it. And, and why wouldn't you? It's a profession. If that's how you're making a living, that's how you're making a living. But I can't imagine it would weigh, it wouldn't weigh on you. It would definitely would weigh on me. But um, I'm also not slap fighting or boxing or MMA. So uh, as of February 2022, though, which is, I was thinking 2023, yeah, over a year now. And I don't know how many competitions have happened since. But since then, he has not lost any professional slap fights. Uh, Zalish knocked, knocked the everlasting shit <laughs> out of Koa the crazy Hawaiian Viranus. Back uh, in the 2022, which I didn't even know, and this is actually a surprising fact in a way, 
uh, to win the 2022 Arnold Classic Slap Fighting Championship. So that's the Terminator. The Terminator is behind the slapping. I like to I like to see people slapping and getting into him getting knocked out. It, it's it's just I, I can't bodybuild anymore, so I can I can always watch people slap the shit out of each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I know. It's it's uh it's still in practice, it's still in practice, but uh I mean crazy to slap fighting championship um in, in the 2022 Arnold, which the the Koa, the crazy Hawaiian Viernes is is a big dude as well, big ass long beard too. So it says the winnings, the winning slaps reportedly sounded like a clap of thunder. Now, I don't know if you guys heard if you're able to hear it, just a slap that I just played on there with the, the Courtney and the uh and the other chick, but that was fucking loud, man. Loud. Now, of course, also depending on, you know. The slap's going to sound a lot louder in a bathroom than it is in a living room. So I'm sure they probably also have ways of amplifying it just a slight bit, you know. They say you always sing better in the bathroom because the bath, the, the, the sounds bounce off the walls and come to you quicker than it does in an open area like a living room or outside or you just can't sing at all. Maybe at all. Um, but yeah, it sounded like a clap of thunder. As it violently snatched the crazy Hawaiian's consciousness away. <laughs> That's funny. I just like how that was said. Who promptly locked up like a Westworld host hearing the freeze all motor functions command right before collapsing to the floor. But it's nonviolent. It's nonviolent. It's a nonviolent sport. Yeah. Hey. It's all supervised, damn it. Anyways. I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't doing the podcast to, to shit on the sport. And uh, sorry if it comes across that way. I'm I'm not. I, whatever you want to do like that with things like that. Hey man, it's what you want to do. If it's your body, if that's what you're into, go for it. You know, um, some people don't want their kids to play football because it's, 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 it can be quite dangerous with the CTE and all that. I get it. I get that too. Uh, you know, so it's not that. I think it's kind of fascinating. I'm surprised that people are actually doing it and are all into it. I mean, hey, whatever whatever gets your dick hard, do what you got to do, man. And if you're getting paid for it, have a, have at it. Although it doesn't seem like they make a lot of money. Uh, I think maybe I even saw one, maybe 45K, which actually much more surprising than I thought <laughs> would have been. Still not enough to get not the fuck out. I would say. Uh, so a surprising fact is Arnold Schwarzenegger and internet personality Logan Paul hosted the Slap Fighting Championship, an unregulated, unregulated slapping fight league at the Classic Sport, at the Arnold Classic in March. And that's, of course, as we know, David uh, Zalish knocked out the crazy, the crazy Hawaiian. Um and uh and yeah and 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 that's kind of the the whole deal of slap fighting um i know i was gonna end it with the rules but then that's when i said i had jumped ahead because i found it quite interesting with that that i think it was better to kind of say the rules for the most part was happening and you know what and that's even better because the basic rules of whatever that one was obviously have evolved um in the in the newer versions but 
Um, I'm looking at this, uh, what's his name? Soren Kovmaza, Kovmaza, S-O-R-I-N-C-O-M-S-A. Soren Kovmaza, his face is just brutal, but he has his, you know, he's, he's, he's rough. Well, just watch, watch, watch the fight. I would say at least part of it pretty fucking crazy, but yeah, I just thought it was crazy to know that there's something out there like that. I'm wondering and I'm assuming that it's probably still going to be growing. Yeah. Um, listen, the whole time I'm fighting, maybe, maybe I really don't know how else you can evolve the sport to make it a little bit less dangerous because, you know, they did that with the UFC, but you could say, oh, all right, listen, UFC first, first way, first way to start making it safe is let's make a couple rules here. No eye gouging, no punching in the balls, no punching in the back of the head. All right. So these three rules right there are already made this thing five times safer than it was, maybe even more, right? Uh, yeah, way more actually, 10 times, who knows? But I don't know in the slap fighting how that would happen. I mean, they use mouth guards, they cover, they put these, uh, plugs or it, tissues in their ear, which I imagine at that point would evolve to maybe even a whole ear, kind of like the baseball helmets nowadays have a part of the ear and the mouth or the or at least the jawline being covered. Maybe, you know, some company would do almost like a, a mouth guard, but maybe an ear guard in a sense to, to help or, or, or maybe you put um, some type of protective covering from the temple and up. And maybe from the neck down, I don't know if if that's possible or or how. But you can't you can't go back, right? You can't say, well, you can't take, you can't do a wind up, you can't pivot, you know, your from from the from the waist because then at that point it's going to take what basically is the exciting part of slap fighting out. And at that point, then nobody's going to watch it. You've already gotten to a level. As they say, what you can't put the biscuits back into the into the can, right? It's kind of what they're saying about AI and so forth. Uh, yes, Jamie ChatGPT, I'm talking about you, um, but you can't go back, right? I mean, unless you're the NFL that has been around for many, many decades, and now you're starting to revert things way back, almost sometimes a little too much. But who knows? Um, but yes, that is slap fighting. And I know probably for many of you, it's probably not your thing. You probably didn't even want to be like, yeah, probably the worst episode I've done for you guys. But again, I'm just doing, listen, in the end, I, yeah, I want every, I want people to listen and thank you for listening. But in the end, it's, it's things that I like too, that I enjoy. And I'm going to talk about, I'm no Joe Rogan by any means. I get it. I understand that. But that's what I appreciated about Joe Rogan is that he did what he found interesting and what he wanted to talk about. And I just want to take that same approach. I want to do something that I talk about and that I enjoy or want to read more about and share it. You know, I wish I had people to talk with to talk to and maybe eventually that'll happen. But for now, that's not the case. So you're stuck with me and me only. And by the way, um, hopefully we hear from Brad sometime soon. Letters from B-Rad. Let's hope around. Let's hope for that. But anyways, I don't want to take up more of you guys' time. I'm way fucking over again, which puts me behind on a few other <laughs> things I got to work on. But I do appreciate you guys. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to me. Uh, thank you also, again, to Rick for always giving me great topics that I 
have a few because that was one of the most stressful parts about the podcast is thinking of new topics. He's helped me out a lot. And uh, the support that he and Chad McDaniel always give me. He Chad's always on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter as much, but he always gives me a shout out there. So I appreciate that. And I guess that's it. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Um, also, you know, my YouTube, The Degenerate. And, you know, subscribe and pun intended. And at first, actually, the part of the, the first part, first time it wasn't, but slap the shit out of that bell to get some notifications. Uh, check me out on Jose Meza underscore creator on IG and coming, coming soon, Jose Meza comedy on IG and, of course, flickware.net. Until then, I will talk at you guys later. Thank you for stopping by. I'll see you then. Or talk to you then. Yeah, that's right. That's a fucking wrap. <laughs>